And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It didn't occur to me until just now that you might not have been able to hear that. Could you hear that? Hear what? Oh, did you not hear it? Were we just, did you think we were just being quiet for 10 seconds? I thought we were maybe playing a game of who was going to crack first. No, I put audio in, um, forgetting that you're not going to hear the audio because it's not playing into a microphone. Would you like um, to start over and I'll play it differently? Uh, let's face it. Nobody new is listening to this podcast. And, and those who are listening know what they're in for. So let's just continue. All right. Hold on. Because I want to, I want you to hear it. Do you? I do. So I'll just play it again because I love it so much. Okay. Oh, I don't want to spend the whole show talking about the best wrestling segment since Eugene got trained by William Regal, but um, I saw it and I you you might not like it as much as I did, but I watched it and I went. I am complete. I have reached completion. I must rest. You know, when somebody says to me, I've reached completion (laughs) and I must rest, I'm not sure my mind immediately goes to where you would want it to go. Anyways. Are are you saying that, that, that there's a second meaning to that? I mean, I'm not saying that, but I think someone out there might say that. But certainly not me. I would never say anything like that on these airwaves. No, you would not, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. The point I, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews, am trying to make is that was the climax of Wrestle Silly to me. The climax, you say? The climax. I watched it and I just went, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Ah, yeah. Um, the, what's it called again? What is what is the segment called? Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. Let's talk about Firefly Funhouse and our host for that segment, Bray Wyatt. The returning Bray Wyatt. The returning hunk of man, Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like he's hardened up a bit, even in the sweater. Like, you could tell he's like, oh, you've you've slimmed down, Mr. Wyatt. Looks like he could wear skinny jeans, and I don't think he could wear skinny <laughs> jeans before. I don't think so. So. Uh, so what did you think? Because <clears throat> I know what I thought. I just made everyone uncomfortable talking about what I thought. But what did you think? I thought it was really dumb, which, of course, it's supposed to be as Wrestle Silly. Um, yes. I. You know, it's really hard for me to say, like, it's nice, it's different, it's refreshing to see Bray Wyatt doing something a little bit different. Uh, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. My concern is, 
outside of these vignettes, I don't think they can actually do this character. You know what I mean? Like once he comes out from the back, yeah, he can do the, what, what was the noise that he made? Uh, he said something new that I'd never heard him say before. It was like, I will play the whole segment. You who or <coughs> something. What was it? it? It was just, I, I've watched it three or four times and I feel like I'm missing things every time. Um, I don't remember the specific thing, but yeah, getting into the ring is the part. But then again, I don't need him to. I'm happy for him to just do this for like the next seven and a half years. Just yeah, but as a wrestling show, he is. At I some, understand. And don't get me wrong; he's a good wrestler, and that's fine. And I think the actual wrestling isn't what I'm concerned about. My, con my what I'm concerned about is maintaining this character in a live environment, I guess. Um, and not to say I don't think he can do it. Bray Wyatt has been playing st a strong character for his entire career. So uh, it's not even that, but I just worry that this character doesn't play off of the Firefly Funhouse set, I guess, without the puppets, without the cardigans, without the, 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 the cotton uh, cloud in the window. You know, I, I just I'm not sure he's not going to actually be able to take a chainsaw to any of his opponents. You know what I mean? So. I, <clears throat> oh, I isn't he? No, oh, isn't he's not. <laughs> I understand people's, you know, if, if you're if your problem with it is you don't see how it works in the future going forward. I get that. Hey, that's immensely entertaining. I think eventually Firefly Funhouse will be a lot like it'll be backstage at first, but at some point they will get to a point where he is on. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll be in the ring or up by the Titan Tron, but he'll be in front of a live audience with some of that set. And we're watching Baron Corbin wrestle in street clothes. He'll wrestle in the sweater. Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. <clears throat> I just I also can't just shake this feeling that it should have been called Bray's Clues, but, you know, something something wittier and that rhymes Bray's Ways. That, of course, doesn't make any sense. I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but yeah, I'm just saying I, I do understand. I think the re part of the reason I love it so much is my mind already went because we watched Pee Wee's Playhouse as a kid. Sure. There's a character. Lawrence Fishburne, in one of his first big roles, I don't know if it was before or after Apocalypse Now, plays a character called Cowboy Curtis. Yeah. Put a Stetson hat on Curtis Axel right now <laughs> and throw him out there. Except before we recorded, I find out via Twitter, the B team's going to SmackDown. Good for them. And I'm like... Brother Bo, Brother Bo, this was the closest I was going to get to those two flippin' Rotunda brothers doing something together. Yeah, it ain't happening. No. Um, which is for the best, but, because I don't want Bray Wyatt to be tarnished by his untalented brother. Oh, hush your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so, so overall, I, I have good feelings about it. Yes. I do. It's silly, <clears throat> and Wrestle Silly, again, is good. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know where it's going to go. Clearly, he's going to be fighting 
the Bray Wyatt side that we know. There's going to be some dichotomy there. He was listening to his gloved hands at one point. One glove said hurt. One glove said heal. Clearly, there'll be some back and forth. I expect there to be a time where he's talking in the mirror to himself and they're both saying different things and different clothing and all of that. So we met <clears throat> um, the buzzard. Did the buzzard have a name? Oh, I feel yes. like it did. It was written on the box, in fact. Mercy, I think. Mercy. Mercy. And then it's then the puppet has a name, too. Abby. And I felt like that, <laughs> while a good tie-in, I still feel strongly that it should have been Paige. The name should have been Paige, or it should have been Paige just standing in the window pretending to be a puppet? Well, I would settle for Paige doing the voiceover for the puppet, but either yeah. way. Abby here. <laughs> I just think it'd be so good. Oh, and do you think goodness. that the buzzard is related to Waylon Mercy? I hope so. <clears throat> I didn't even think of that. There's see again. There's layers to this. <laughs> there's layers. They could dig out. Is Dan Spivey dead? <laughs> no, he's not dead. They could dig him out. Put his little heart thing. He could show up sometime. I tweeted this out earlier. They're going to be batting down the hatches because of a hurricane. And Shane Helms is just going to fly by and be like, hello. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Bray's uh, estranged uncle, Waylon, I, I think oh. that would be a good bit. It's just, <sighs> it's just there's so much possibility yeah. here. If you don't like it because you like your wrestling serious and this is super dumb, I do get that. Yeah. But I urge you to live a little. This is and for super that, dumb. Like, you can't deny it's super for dumb. For those three to five minutes, just throw your hands up and be like, you know what? This is not going to be the Rollins versus Styles hour. I'm just going to watch stupid now, stuff. I will say, while I do think this this is stupid, like, <laughs> there is no mistake, right? This is stupid. Um I will also say that the three minutes of Firefly Funhouse is the only wrestling I consumed this week. Uh, that is an email. I know we don't usually do this, but Danielle's email will we'll read the whole thing. She actually sent in two because it's been a couple weeks <clears throat> since we've recorded. She wanted to know how much wrestling you've watched. Um so let's take me through that because we recorded after Mania. We did. Yeah. We talked about how good it was. We haven't recorded since the shakeup. So it's been two weeks of wrestling. How much have you consumed in that time? Almost none. I watched the Raw after WrestleMania. Sure. Uh, at least I watched an hour of the hour and a half that was on Hulu. Yep. And that was the last time I interacted with wrestling outside of you know, seeing all of the Viking experience stuff uh, yeah. and then watching the Brave Firefly vignettes Funhouse. and, of course, Firefly Funhouse. Okay. So while you enjoyed WrestleMania and TakeOver and it was very good, it did not do enough to bring you fully back into the fold. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I think I was going to watch Raw the day after because of course hulu you have to watch it the day after sure but at that point there was already such a backlash about the viking experience that i just said oh yeah this is dumb i'm not gonna watch that and i didn't watch it 
and then I fell off completely. Like that was enough right. to dissuade me. Is that weird? Yeah. No, I don't think so. The problem with watching it the day after is if you're someone who experiences social media in any way or really pays attention to any wrestling news or something, you're going to get all of this. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, the internet blew up about the Viking experience to the point where Michael Cole alluded to it when they talked about how they're the Viking Raiders. They changed the name because the backlash was so big. Which, I mean, to their credit, just means that maybe we really are the GMs. I do think so. I think that, you know, for things, big things like this... I think that. Now, granted, I didn't have a problem with the Viking experience as a name. I didn't think it was particularly dumb. Oh, no. You did? That's, you're wrong. The Viking experience. <laughs> the Viking experience is what you call whatever sort of water ride through Epcot that you start, you know, in Norway is called. Uh, are Vikings from Norway? I don't I don't know. Yes. Once again, I, I, I didn't know Chicago was in Illinois, and I have no idea uh, where the Vikings are from. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the ride at Disneyland. It's not the name of two giant men who are going to fuck you up. You know what? I, 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 I don't is, know. But OK, the point I'm trying to make is, is the Viking Raiders a, that much of a better name? No, I think using the term Viking is the mistake. Well, no, no, it's more except. Yes, Viking Raiders is better than Viking Experience. But if we're if we're raiding things like Viking Experience is a one Viking Raiders is a two. And this is a scale of one to ten. OK, so it's sure. it's not much better, but it is what, better. What was the what were Roar Raiders? What was that name on a scale? Roar of Raiders. Um. What were they in NXT? War Raiders. What were they before NXT? War Machine. War Machine, I think, when I first heard that, was a 10. War Raiders is like a 7.5. But I think it's... Not that it's bad, but the fact that they felt the need to just change the name just slightly... But, not, but you know what I mean? Like, they didn't have the balls to give them a completely new identity. They just made it a little bit worse... So that they could own it is what bothered me about it, I guess. It's not, I, yeah. do, I do think War Raiders overall is a much stronger name. Vikings, when you invoke the Vikings today, to me, well, there was a wrestler, right? The Vi uh, called the Viking? The Berserker? That might be what I'm thinking of. Like Huss the upside down Huss horn. Huss. Wow, it went up. He had like the opera helmet, the two horns. OK, went up. I think I'm remembering some sort of spoof of that character where one of the horns is up and one of the horns is down. I don't know if that's Looney Tunes or what that is, where that's from. But that's what I I see the berserker with one horn up, one horn down. I see him frothing at the mouth and chopping into his hand yeah, that's the berserker yeah that's what i see when i hear viking i, I don't know and admittedly that's no. apparently some synapses in my brain are are not wired correctly because he was not called the viking but I, I, yeah but he's he's wearing what is considered to be and i if will you show say, that helmet to people 
I do think they putting say them it is in a Viking helmet, Viking the gear is also a mistake. They don't need that. That's a dumb gimmick. Just let them be badasses. Yeah. War Machine has always had that kind of look. Like, they wore very similar garb all the way through Ring of Honor and into New Japan. Like, Hansen has, or, excuse me, excuse me, Ivar has always worn the kind of, you know, essentially boxer briefs with the belt around it. Ray Monroe has, you know, they've had the helmets and things in the past. <clears throat> so I do get, you know, wanting to keep something similar to that. But it's, you know, I like the look. I don't need the helmet with the hair. Ray Rowe coming out with a helmet that's got big blonde hair to me is a it's little It's just a little too cartoony for me. I, I don't want cartoon characters anymore. And I feel like that's what this is. I know, we just got Bray done talking about Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt is not a cartoon character. He, what do you think about what do you think about Robert Roode? With that stash. I like the stash. But I feel like calling him the glorious Robert Roode is a missed opportunity. What would you call him? The gorgeous Robert Roode. Let, change the, the, let the face gorgeous. be let the face Bobby Roode be glorious. You know what I mean? And let this guy be some and on top of that, I'm used to Robert Roode as being the more sophisticated uh million dollar man character from, from TNA. From TNA and Impact. And I really, really like that character. And so the fact that this character is not that, this is just him with a stash, but still in the same robe. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think the robe is incongruous with the Robert Roode character that he had before. Like, you know, Ric Flair is really what he's invoking there. And he wore one in TNA. Did he? Yes. I don't. Maybe towards the end. But I when I remember Robert Roode, I remember a lot of backstage segments in the suits like Million oh, Dollar that, Man. That definitely does need to come back. I'm looking at a picture right now of him in like dress pants and like a form fitting black tight t-shirt. Like even that look would work for me with the stash. Right. But yeah, there's pictures of him in, you know, it was, it was black and red, the glorious robe usually. Okay. I'm but, seeing that. Yeah. But no, I I'm thinking like more million dollar man style. I think it's maybe cause I'm thinking about him being more in backstage segments. He had a manager there for a little while. I don't remember if it was, was it Trinity or was it Tracy? Was it Tracy? Tracy Brooks? Yeah, Tracy sure. Brooks. That was it. And I don't know, just like. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I do think we're going to get a TNA style stable with Rude and Eric Young, who's now split from Sanity and EC3. And um, what's his name? Rockstar Spud. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So it's just it's not I, quite there for me is all I can say. The superstar shakeup I've liked so far. Um, I don't have any problem with the fact that it's still going on. I've always contested that the superstar shakeup should take an entire month. People should be switching brands pretty consistently. You know, there was well, backlash because Andrade moved and then moved back. If it makes you feel any better, I have a feeling this shakeup is going to last till about October. And then what? Smackdown's going to premiere on Fox. 
people are going to keep switching until then, or you think that when Sm- do you think when SmackDown appears on Fox, are we having two brands? Or are we back to one? Two brands. Okay. I think different companies would want to have different faces that they can publicize and not feel like they are publicizing for another TV network. I guess I'm nervous about this. The fact that now, again, reports differ. The The major report that I saw was that Fox requested Andrade back on SmackDown because no. they would like it. You don't believe it? No, he's dating Charlotte. Okay. He's dating Charlotte. The McMahons don't actually care about Andrade. And to appease Charlotte, they put him on the same show. So you don't think this has anything to do with Fox potentially wanting a Latin star? I doubt it, but maybe. But I doubt it. I don't think Fox particularly... I don't know if you know this, but Fox as a network in general, does not seem to concern itself very much with winning over the Hispanic community. I can't argue with that. Just saying. Um, I, you know, and, and hey, I, I tweeted this out. If, if this is the first diva thing Charlotte does, I've heard no other reports of her, you know, I'm not, throwing a, and her... let me correct, correct myself. Uh, I, I don't, I don't mean to say that that's a diva move necessarily. You don't think it was necessarily Charlotte throwing a tantrum? This might have just been... It might have been Charlotte going back and saying, Hey, if you don't really have strong plans, why don't, can, we, can we just travel together? And somebody right. maybe said, Oh, I mean, sure. Because that's the one thing that it says to me, is if they really are moving him around like that, quote-unquote, willy-nilly, it says more to me that they don't have anything for him, at least not anything substantial. Because if they had something substantial for him envisioned moving to Raw, they would not have just quickly switched him back. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense. He, you know, had a couple good matches with Finn Balor. So Samoa Joe's now on Raw. So the mid-card titles have swapped yet again. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I, you know, Rollins styles is a little early, but then again, this could last three, four, five months. So, yeah, it could. But I've enjoyed wrestling. I did not watch this week's Smackdown. I missed Kevin Owens betraying yet another friend. But uh, did anybody did anybody think that this was going to go any other way? No, I don't think so. I think everyone pretty much knew. I mean, didn't. Didn't Vince McMahon bring out Kevin Owens to try to foil Kofi Kingston even getting a title shot at WrestleMania? Yes, but Kofi, I mean, Kevin Owens, over the last few months, Kevin Owens has been selling himself as a friend to the New Day. And it's not just because he appears on Up, Up, Down, Down from time to time. It's, you know, he he was the first person when Kofi won the right to go to WrestleMania. He was the first one in the ring to congratulate him. They've been planning this for a while to make it seem like, yes, Kevin Owens could be, you know. Anybody in kayfabe who believes that Mr. Owens might truly have turned a new leaf and or be interested in being my friend for, you know, uh, a good reason is an idiot. 
<laughs> hey, I really thought we were getting Kofi to Shane McMahon to Kevin Owens, and now it's possible it'll just we'll skip over Shane and it'll just be Kevin Owens is your next world champion. Well, hopefully that happens soon. You're not well. You haven't seen it. You don't know what it's like to have Kofi as your world champion. But I honestly can't imagine he's champion at SummerSlam. Probably, like, I don't think, I don't think a, so. I think I it was think a nice. A f- it was a nice moment. Well, that's it. People are complaining because Becky Lynch is wrestling Lacey Evans and Charlotte at Money in the Bank in two separate matches, and they're like, "She's just going to lose both belts." And I'm like, "No, she'll lose one of them." But again. Becky had her moment. She's not going to hold on to both belts. And let's be honest. Becky two belts is a stupid fucking name. I don't mind it. But then again, she's not doing anything. And that people have mentioned that like, you know, she got into this thing with Lacey Evans, which is great. It establishes Lacey as a talent in the division. Becky can win without it causing much problem. I will say Becky loses to Charlotte. And now Charlotte's got her belt. Lacey Evans. Um, is her finisher the women's right? Yes. Okay, because the very first thing I saw of her on the main roster actually performing a move was on that Hulu episode the night after WrestleMania. She comes down to the ring, Becky's coming out of the ring, and she delivers the women's right to Becky, who shrugs it off and beats the crap out of her. And I was like, oh, so you're going to introduce this person and introduce their finisher as something that cannot even stun the champion. That that seems like a poor decision that does not do anything for anyone. And it makes Lacey Evans look weak. Just an observation. Not saying WWE's batting a thousand. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. Okay. You're not. But I don't think they were paying a huge amount of... I don't think Lacey Evans is, you know, the next Charlotte Flair. She's No, that's Rhea Ripley. Really is. Really is. The fact that she's not on uh, a main roster yet is weird. But Buddy Murphy is, even though I don't think he showed up on SmackDown now that I think about it. But either way, Buddy Murphy is. So... Um, how was your birthday? I know it was on Easter. It was so good. Did you get anything wonderful? I did. What did you get that was so wonderful? This. Is that a new microphone? It is a new microphone. See, the problem is the way the camera is positioned. I'm currently on your microphone. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Well, that's nice. Do you like it? Um, you sound you sound lovely. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out. And this Mrs. Is... Manson's listening, so yes, you do like it. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But this is the first thing that I've really recorded on it, so I'll, I'll let you know how much I like it after I get done uh, editing and and listening to it. Fair enough. I'm how about you? you? How was birthday. your birthday? We spent it on the road. We did I know a, it was I, not Easter. It was not Easter. <clears throat> but um, it was lovely. We had, you know, the, we traveled on my actual birthday. So the day after, we just kind of lazed and relaxed, and I got to choose what food I wanted, which was always nice. See, here's the thing: you drove like a quarter of the way across the country on your birthday. 
Yeah. And, you know, the last time we heard from somebody who was who was traveling anywhere, you told them to seek out a man versus food restaurant. So why didn't you like it was your birthday, man? Why didn't you say, OK, we're going to be taking the road. We're going to be passing through this state. Let's hit up. And, and we hit up we hit up chocolate shops on a couple of different occasions. OK, mm-hmm. that sounds we all stopped, right. We stopped in one in Asheville, which was delightful. delightful. We stopped in one. We stopped in one in Staunton, Virginia, which was good. Not delightful, but good. But good. Um, and we had we had said to ourselves, we want to be home in a day. We don't want to spend a night in a hotel. We want to get back to our own bed. And so when we stopped for lunch, we just went to a grocery store and grabbed, like, I got some sliced chicken and some cheese and made little roll-up things that I ate while driving. So we didn't actually stop for food. Okay. Um, we are going back. You know, we went to see family, which was lovely. Um, we'll go back this summer, and we will actually make a trip of it. And I, we did go to a website called roadfood.com, which had a lot of interesting places. So I do want to hit one or two of those the next time. Cool. Well. So, but yes, it was a lovely birthday. My brother-in-law just sent me a poster. I should have brought it in here. Um, it's this little... Like letter-sized paper poster, but it's got a lot of you know old school wrestlers pictures on them and such. So I will post that once I get it. I think I want to get it framed before. Cool, I take cool. Picture. But yes, it was lovely. We are now thirty-six. We are no longer in the eighteen to thirty-five demographic. the The world, by and large, no longer cares what we think. Did you think? Life would be different by the time you hit this age. I can't. Yes and no. I mean, I can't imagine when you were, you know, 15, 20 years old, whatever, that you were like, I'm going to be living in an apartment when I'm 36. The same apartment I've lived in for 12 years. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if like owning a house was never part of your picture. But I, you know, like that's, I just, I just picked that up because that's like, that's one of those like obvious things that most people consider as part of the later part. And I'm not saying you should consider it that I'm not trying to make a a judgment call on your behalf. I'm just saying, saying. you know, that's one of those examples of, well, maybe that went left as opposed to when you thought you were going to go right. You know what I mean? So when I was a, a kid, like a teen into my college years, there was part of me that was convinced for various reasons that I was going to be alone for a good portion of my life. So, so I honestly didn't think I was going to have kids. Um, wasn't sure about a house. I knew I did not want to be living back with my parents, (laughs) but that worked out. Sorry, Mr. And Mrs. Matthews. If you're listening, I don't think they wanted me to live with them either. Especially not the chip point of time. <clears throat> but um but yeah i i guess there is a part of me that's like a little you know i'm not sure what i was expecting i think that's but- it right it, it it's it's not i i don't know really know what i was expecting either just yeah it's like there's nothing wrong with my life it's not no. there's, there's anything particularly unfulfilling about my life hold on oh yeah go ahead i'm just gonna sit here and wax philosophical about how Fulfilled and unfulfilled I am all at the same time. Ah, yes, I remember it like it was yesterday. 
my good old college years, when it seemed like all the world was before me. The this world, as they say, is my oyster. And I'm sorry, what was that? I was singing the Firefly Funhouse theme. Of course you were. Of course you were. Um, life is your oyster. Were you? I was waxing philosophical. Um, I think you know. I have a an intern, a college intern, uh, who's about to graduate. She's like a week away from graduating. <clears throat> she's going out on job interviews and she's doing all of these things. And so she's asked me and my co-teachers at a couple of occasions. You know, do you have any advice? both for interviews and for the world at large. And I have said to her, the world will present you with a series of expectations. You know, by the end of your 20s, most people believe you are supposed to have found the person you're meant to spend the rest of your life with, have gotten married, and either bought a house, had kids, or both. That's a kind of the common thing. So... And I'm like, you have to remember that that's what the rest of the world thinks. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. But you don't have to. Like, mm. try not to succumb to that sort of external pressure to meet these deadlines that are set. I don't even know why they're set this way, but. Folks, DDT friends, DC Matthews is a wise man. Yeah. A wise, wise man. You know, and you'll get it. Further apologies to Mama and Papa Matthews if you're if you're listening. But you get it from your family. And and that makes sense. They have, you know, they want certain things for you. They want you to be happy. And I will say, when you assure them that you are happy, that does go away a bit. Fair. So when you're like when you're like, look, we've been living in the same apartment for twelve years because it's a fantastic apartment. We're going to drive halfway across the East Coast to go visit family, and I'm going to visit a whole bunch of states. I checked off a whole bunch of states off my list of places that I'd never been before. They're like, oh, fantastic, great, wonderful. Like, never been you know, before? Do you really count just driving through a state as being there? Uh, I will count it in the sense that I hadn't even driven through some of these states before. Okay. So, so maybe I have multiple columns on my list, driven through visited oh man are you saying that you're gonna make a list more complicated that is how i do that you want to get into that at some not point? really <laughs> <laughs> but i thought it was might be some good foreshadowing and maybe it would make people wonder what the heck i'm talking about we're, we're just talking about a list and you know sometimes you gotta just make the list incredibly more complicated and just say, you know, the last 19 or so times we worked on that list. Screw that. <laughs> yeah. Think. Maybe we have to add some columns to this list. And I think so. Yeah. I, I listed. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just a T chart. You got to, right. Got to, got to fill that out. Um, so yeah, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to set your own path. You've got to choose got to find your happy and your happy does not have to fit everybody else's happy if you are insanely happy legitimately i'll tell you my happy does not fit in most people huh you know what i'm saying huh pav you understood that one huh kev sanj <laughs> i know you're in glenn glenn you know what i'm talking about he tweeted at me who pav contact has been made he tweeted at me 
Good, don't fuck it up. I like Pav now. And you should not be an asshole. The point, the, the word I'd like to go back to... Don't say it. Don't say it. Is now. Shut up. You like him now. How did you feel before? Shut up. Okay. Emails uh, yes. at podcast at... Emails. I mean, email at... I mean, what is it? Podcast at How long have we been doing this? To be fair, I think we haven't recorded two weeks in a row in about a month. So we're a little rusty. We're a little rusty. Find your happy place. Whatever it is that causes you to hurt yourself. And really, if you want to hurt yourself... him to a place I saw on Man vs. So Mitchell says, I regret to inform you both that the silo is closed for the season. They don't open until next month. Perhaps next week I will have some food escapades to share nonetheless. As for this week, I challenge you to fantasy book and market two fictional characters from two separate canons as a tag team. Did you get suddenly more quiet, or is it just me? I did hit my microphone at one point. It was around the time you hit it that I noticed it, but whatever. Is this better? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I hit it and wound up through a random Rube Goldberg machine turning my mic down. Um... He challenges us to fantasy book and market two fictional characters from two separate canons as a tag team. Now, usually when people challenge me to do things, my initial response is to just go, no. But because it's Mitchell and we love TC Clockworth, um, I will do this. We need to come up with a code word for GQ. He wanted me to remember to include a code word for this week's episode. Uh, In which case, it's Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Um, what I'd like to do is, I'm because this brings up, a, you know, I'm thinking of a canon that you are very interested in, and you have interest in Lord of the Rings, correct? Gandalf. And I'm going to team him up with Dumbledore. Oh! I was going to pick a character from the Harry Potter universe, and yes, Dumbledore would have been the one. Gandalf and Dumbledore. You're welcome. You got you got to believe there's some great fan fiction online about Gandalf and Dumbledore. I'd ship it. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Gandalf and Dumbledore. And um, how do you market them? They're freaking Gandalf and Dumbledore, Mitchell. That's how you market it. <laughs> GD Wizards. Oh, man, that'd be great. Huh? Gandalf, Dumbledore, Wizards. GD Wizards. Gandalf just stomps his foot, says, thou shalt not pass, and kicks you in the face. (laughs) I like it. The next email comes from Danielle. Howdy. So did Doc watch a lot of wrestling this week? Nope. I watched the Raw after Mania, but haven't watched any since then. My grandmother is here till Easter Sunday while she takes care of OKC business things and visits friends. Is that Oklahoma City or OKCupid business? I'd like to think it's OKCupid business. Why do I say things about people in emails? Shut, never mind. If anyone remembers Pod... I don't think her grandmother's going to complain. Yeah, I emailed last week that my grandmother was going to last spend... Last year. Last year. 
Ah, I knew last year <laughs> that my grandmother was going to spend some time with her son and granddaughter in Australia after selling her house and moving small things and moving all of her things this is to not, Texas. This is not Doc's fault. After yes. a very interesting issue with her passport, she had to return to Texas to my mom's residence until her new passport arrives and she has her visa set up. Ah, that's a problem. She should get a MasterCard. In June, my grandmother will return to Austria and will spend lots of money Australia. to become a permanent resident there. Honestly, go Canada. She's always wanted to live in New Zealand, and this is her chance. She'll also get to have fun with her granddaughter and son. So that's my question for this week? If you could establish residency in another country, where would you go? I'd go to the UK, which I might do in 10 years. Cheers, Danielle, sent from my iPad via Bluetooth Logi keyboard. Um, we love you, Danielle. The UK, we would be very famous in the UK. I don't know about that. I think for at least a couple of weeks, our UK besties would treat us very well. You're probably right. And then that would be the end of it. Except for Glenn. Glenn would move heaven and earth for us because Glenn is the bestest bestie of them all. Um, but I'm also, you know, we've, we've discussed, obviously, not jokingly, but just very lightly, Sweden seems to be the place to go. You know, Sweden seems very good. It's one of the happiest countries in the world. They don't work a lot. So... <laughs> Is that racist? I'm, re I'm ready to retire. <laughs> no! I think in some way that maybe is. I'm not saying that they're lazy. I'm saying they have lots of time off in their schedules. Yeah. Which is nice. Yes, look, there's a nice quality of I'm ready. life there. Life work I'm ready balance. to retire, Doc. I'm ready to retire, is Me what too. I'm trying to say. Me too. I'm 36, and I'm ready to retire. Yeah. Uh, Danielle's next email, because she sent two in a row, albeit like a week apart, is called Technology. Hello! So I wasn't going to send an email this week, but something cool happened last week, and I really want to email about it. This story is definitely not linear, more like a puzzle. Well, welcome to DDT Podcast. My grandmother spent a few days last week at my apartment, as mentioned in the previous email that Doc read about five seconds ago, and she bought a charger for her MacBook Pro, copyright 2016. Well, she ended up buying the wrong one. She bought a charger for an older model, and for kicks, we plugged it into my MacBook Pro, and after being dead for two and a half years, it revives from the dead. During Holy Week, the irony. It is risen. It was not the charger's fault on why it died two years ago. I had taken it to Apple twice, and they told me it wasn't the charger's fault. A few months ago, I unscrewed the bottom of the laptop and dusted everything out without moving stuff out. I still figured it was something else since I gave the original charger to my sister. Seems like that's what helped revive the laptop, giving the charger to your sister. Still, shocked it's actually working again. So was the laptop. Eh? 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 Shocked? Eh? See what it did there? Eh? So my grandma gave me this $80 charger as her staying fee and will go buy herself the correct charger today. A week later, the laptop still works, which means I now have two laptops, a Mac and a Chromebook. In fairness, I'll the Chromebook's not a laptop. What is it? A, a piece Chromebook? of shit. Hello! 
I am on a roll today. He doesn't mean you. I've taken things off my Mac and found original novels, writings, music, etc. Thanks to the laptop revival. No fists. No, no flips, just this. I can also play online streaming games after updating the entire system. Cries, tears of joy. So what's some interesting stories about your guys' luck, or bad luck, with technology? Cheers, Danielle. My best technology luck story has to do with how I got a PS2. The floor is yours, sir. You know this story. Yes. <laughs> but no one else does. <laughs> I think I've told it on the podcast before, to be honest. But this might be someone's first time with DDT. They want to know the story. We were in college. Your oh, yeah. PS2, the old PS2 fat, broke. You went out and bought a PS2 Slim, and those Slims, sir, were a sexy piece of hardware for the time. They were impossibly small, or so it seemed, again, for that time period. They were amazing. Um, but anyway, anyway, you went out and bought that replacement PS2 because it no longer turned on, the, the original, and I said, hey... Can I have that? <laughs> and you're like, well, I'm going to throw it out anyways. And I said, no, 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 you should recycle it. And you said, well, I'm going to recycle it anyways. And I said, well, can I have it? And you said, I, okay, go ahead. And then I took it apart. I rewired the insides of the damn thing, put it back together, and it turned on. And I've used it for the rest of my time with the PS2. Yeah. I was happy to share. Yeah. I was happy to have it. Um. I tend to have bad luck with technology as evidenced a few weeks ago when I dropped my Chromebook into a puddle and like it fell out of the unzipped bag. Now, out in of fairness, my car into that's not a bad luck with technology. That's just being clumsy, right? You say potato. <laughs> you but say. I suppose, well, no, it's me being dumb because I had no. an opened Chromebook bag. That's an that look. That's that's an accident that could happen to anyone. Don't beat yourself up. I'm not beating myself up. But I bought this Chromebook and I love it very much. Um, let's see. I don't have. I don't know if I have good luck technology sto story. I bought that mixer for two dollars at a tag sale and looked it up and was like, oh, this was bad ten years ago. <laughs> that's what tag sales do yeah although we're going this weekend i'm very excited in addition to going to see avengers so cool have fun if it's very good you will have to come with me we will go i'm sure it will be very good ddt goes to the movies da -da -da -da. um yeah i don't i don't have a great sorry danielle i don't have a great luck story uh kev no subject where are you? Please come back and podcast again soon. You're welcome. I've had to be kept entertained by Pav's comments, like only just realizing you don't podcast in the same room. Yep. Or. That happened. Wait, he didn't realize we recorded this separately? He did not, apparently. He claims. He has, like an, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of everything we talk about. That detail escaped him. He thought it was very awkward that Mrs. Manson would come into the room and bring me treats and never offer anything to you. 
Pav, I love you. I am sorry I got a little uptight about all of the stuff leading up to DDT 149 slash 150. I probably went overboard. You were probably doing stuff just to make our podcast better. I should have been more grateful. I apologize. Are you going to keep reading the email? No. You can take over because there's a word there I'm not going to say. What? Mustard? The hell is knobrot or picking up a condom wrapper? And That's what Bob cat- said. What's knobrot? <laughs> Mind you, this is a chat full of UK people, so you can probably figure out what knobrot is. But he thought it was a packet of mustard. Looking forward to hearing from you soon to bring our bring your happy chat back to the podcast topic. Can I get back in the bring have your happy chat now? Somebody uh, even said today that we should invite DC, but I think it was mostly because they wanted to see how uncomfortable you would be with the condom story. And apparently pretty uncomfortable because you won't even read that word on a podcast. <sighs> you entire listen. All right. Thank you, Kev, for the email. We are back. And I don't believe I'm going anywhere for a while. So, Glenn, food, glorious food. Hi, guys. Welcome back. With another holiday weekend in the record books, hope you had nice weather. It was glorious over here. My question this week is, what is the most unusual thing you have been offered to eat and couldn't refuse so as not to offend the host or hostess? Thanks, as always. Glenn. Glenn, you know this story. Um, We once had to eat chicken that had been marinated in scotch. And I don't believe we were allowed to refuse it as it was cooked by our respective partners at the time. And I don't know about your partner at the time, but my partner at the time would have killed me had I not eaten it. I probably could have gotten away with it, but I still ate it. You definitely could have gotten away with it. But I still ate it. Um, We suffered together, DC. Well, and once you got rid of... Once you... I stopped hitting the damn microphone. (laughs) Like, slapped it. Twice. Um, Once you peeled away the outer layer, it was just chicken underneath. Like, the inside... Uh, um, we did something in like fourth grade, I think third grade, fourth grade. We did something where it was like um, eating kind of Native American foods or eating. You okay, know, so yeah. there was there was like a rabbit stew. There was like a salmon dish, and I had never had salmon before. And they were very much like you will take what you are given, and you will eat all of it. It wasn't even like now. There's something in education called the no thank you bites, where if you are given food and you don't know if you like it or you don't like it, you take two no thank you bites to be polite. This was, no, I'm going to give you rabbit stew and you're going to eat the whole thing. We're going to give you a piece of venison steak and you're going to eat the whole thing. And to be fair, both of those were very good. The salmon I had trouble with. Fair. Fair. Pontificate, answer the question. What do you have for food? I don't know. Um, the only thing I can think of, let's see, uh, I was demanded that I eat something and I couldn't refuse my hostess. 
Once again, Kev, Sanj, and Glenn, you know what I'm talking about. You know. You. You know. The next email comes from no, Chris you, Hawk, could, could and it says, that? what's that? She said, if you want, if you had asked tonight, I would have marinated more chicken for you in scotch. I'm like, oh. I'm apparently very loud. <laughs> uh, Chris Hawk says peanut butter. Peanut butter is good. Yeah. Maybe he's answering <clears throat> Glenn's question. The weirdest thing that he's been offered to eat and couldn't refuse is peanut butter. Yeah, could be. Um, Doc Manson, it's been a few weeks. What's your piece of positivity? My piece of positivity continues to be the research that I do for my very special side project. I've been watching a lot of uh, older films and films I've never seen before, but have heard lots about and for one reason or another have been putting off watching. And I'm finding that many of them are very good. Very, very good. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um, very glad to hear it. Once again, also kind of like Hoopla and uh, Canopy, there is a free app called Tubi TV. And Tubi TV is basically like a crackle or something like that. It has lots of movies on it that you can watch with just minimal ad breaks. And I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It has a rather extensive collection of films. I found, I found quite a few older films that I was trying to find on there. And their first ad break in, say, a two-hour movie might be three commercials but like every other ad break after that is usually like one commercial like it's That's such great. a minimum amount of advertisement like it's it does not bother me mm. i like it and it's only Good. a commercial break like once every half hour like not a lot of commercial breaks that's great we will watch sometimes there's this outdoor cooking show that one of my students really loves because we watched it once and he asks for it every so often and we'll put it on, and it's like a 15, 20-minute video, and there's five commercial breaks. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate watching a 20-minute show on Hulu, a 22-minute sitcom, that has what feels like more commercials than it possibly could have had when it aired on cable television. Well, and Hulu has like 90 seconds of commercials, which to me seems like... Now, granted, I mute it and do other things, but... The thing with Hulu's commercials, I don't know if it's still the same way because I've since ponied up for the plan without ads because I can't stand their ad breaks. But when I used to watch the ads on Hulu, it would be sometimes the exact same commercial three times in a row in the oh, yeah. same oh, commercial no. break. No, but I'll get the same three commercials four times. And I'm just like, look, I didn't want your product the first time. I want it less now. Like yeah. this is the opposite of effective advertising. Yeah, if we weren't paying literally a dollar a month for Hulu this year, I would look into getting the no TV special, but it's such a good deal that I'm like, I can survive. Yeah. I also will say, um, I'm thinking about getting rid of Netflix for the first time in a long time. It's not that I don't like Netflix. It's just that at this point, now that I'm paying for like, you know, the 4K streaming and all of that, I, and sure. they've raised their prices again, I think I pay like $15.99 a month for it. Mm -hmm. And... Well, again, I like some of their original shows. I do sort of feel like I could cancel my account. And when season three of Stranger Things drops, I could pick it up. I could watch that. I could watch 
Fuller House. I could watch the shows that I care about and then I could drop it again. Yeah. Um, it's reached a point where it's not just a negligible amount on my monthly credit card statement. And it's making me question if I want to just have it in perpetuity. I feel like nine ninety your $10 a month is a low enough number that most people are like, look, I'll pay $10 a month for that. And you might build up four or five things that you're paying $10 a month for, but it's only $10. Once you get above that, it's like, this is, you know, this is like, I'm paying real money now. Yeah. Um, my two pieces of positivity are both books. I'm, I usually try to only read one book at a time, but I happen to start reading one while on vacation. One is called Improv Nation, which is the history of improv comedy, a topic of mutual interest to the both of us. Mm-hmm. That's been very good. Um, and the other one is The Professor and the Madman, which is about the writing of the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. It's now going to be a movie with Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, which didn't mean I bought it at a book sale for cheap. Um, so it had nothing to do with the movie, but I happened to see the trailer after I started reading it. Um, it's very good. You know, Did you know, um, f- our mutual friend GQ, uh, big, big Mel Gibson fan. Okay. But he doesn't like Walter. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, both books are good. I'm only a couple chapters into the professor and the madman, but it is really enjoyable. So good. two recommendations for you. If those are of interest to you, Danielle, you would like the professor and the madman. I can already tell. All right there, folks. Uh, we're back at least for now. Um, we were going to do a state of the union show, but somebody else already did a state of the union show and it would seem weird to pile on. Uh, you know, we're discussing things. We're discussing what we want to do, what we want to do, what we want to bring back, what we want to change, what we want to get rid of. So, uh, you know, at some point we'll probably talk about it on the air because we usually do. But uh, usually, I don't think I, I don't think either of us feel like doing that right now. Not really. So, anything else you want to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read right on the air, you can do so by sending a message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com you can listen to this episode as well as our entire back catalog by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice including apple podcasts google Podcasts, stitcher and spotify and finally if you like what you've heard and how could you head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddt wrestling to send just a small amount of financial support towards dc and doc to help us keep the lights on and the podcast train a chugging he is doc manson at doc manson i am dc matthews at the dc matthews and until we meet again my friends won't you be our besties i love you grandma <laughs>